0: Yuki Chords. Hey, this is Kip Koke talks to his friends. Today I have another friend. And, uh, it's actually a really fun episode. Actually, I do more talking than my friend this time. Weird. Yeah, we're rolling. Just looking Looking at your pantry (laughs) here. It's a little empty, but I have a lot of fresh produce and fruit in my fruit basket, as you can see. Where is your fruit basket? Oh, right yeah, here, on the table next. That's where people, where would you keep a fruit basket?
1: Uh, I have a hanging fruit
0: basket, actually. We, I should say. Was it your idea?
1: Uh, no, I think uh, I think she had it first. and But it, it took a while to get hung. As, as things do sometimes <laughs> yeah. those DIY jobs you know they hang around forever you doing any diYs lately
0: um I I, ins- I, pu- I switched the washing machine over
1: here machi- yeah
0: because I like to like not get my landlord involved as much as possible I mean I didn't buy the washing machine but it was there. anyway that was more work than where I did thought. it come from like well, the washing he, machine was there and just needed to he, be yeah, he just like brings he stores he has other, like, places, right? So he, like, just stores... Oh. I'm gonna... New, in quotation marks appliances he finds deals on... Stock. ...in the basement. <clears throat> they don't usually work, so... Then he has to go out and buy a new one anyway, but... I guess I did that. That was fun. But
1: So how did it go? Did it go, like, as planned, or was it,
0: uh... Were there some hiccups? Um, it's like anything you've only done once in your life. Mm. The first time, it was a bit longer. Uh, so now I know how to do it, and it would take less time. Mm-hmm. But like, also I didn't have a proper wrench. I think that makes a, a big difference, wrench, really. Yeah. Uh, adjustable wrenches are fine, and a you know, monkey wrench is, is it? adjustable wrench, but like one that locks in place.
1: Is that what makes it a monkey wrench? I always just thought that any uh, adjustable wrench, like with that that adjuster no, monkey thing. monkey
0: have like a bolt. They're like much
1: to much lock better. it, so you can adjust the size. You can put it right, of right on
0: the, the where you want. Screw it as tight as possible, and then turn it. Whereas yeah. that adjustable wrench, you.
1: Oh, I see what you mean. So there's a lock. So like, yeah, yeah. So when you when you twist the adjuster, it will lock in place, and then.
0: Uh. See, like on the adjustable wrench, like which though it locks in place when you turn the little thingy, and there's like a little measuring how you need it. It only works on a bolt, but on the back of a, a washing machine to change the water thing out, it's not a bolt. It's just like a little round thing with ridges on it. And those get stripped real easy. It's like trying to screw in a wide quarter. Yeah, you need some vice grips. And by quarter, I mean change, twenty-five cents. Yeah.
1: A wide quarter? What, yeah, what would be the like, other? It's like the edges on Do you
0: know how on the on the coin it has those slits for blind people to know what change it is? Is that
1: what those are for? Yeah. I thought uh, they started making those because people used to.
0: Shave, oh, uh, shave! Yeah, shave the, the edges, sides, right? And so and I, like I thought make, they would made yeah. those
1: ridges so that people wouldn't shave them, or if you were a, like mean, a merchant, you could see if someone had shaved their coin. I think that's what they originally were for. So I guess, yeah, now they think about it. they like dimes, nickels, quarters. They all have different like profile or different ridges. Is that also partially have for
0: sizes? Come to think of it, I I, I heard the original version, what you told me. I, I read that
1: online. I also heard once. Uh, now I'm not condoning any uh, vending machine fraud here but, and this was probably like 10 years ago, so I don't, they're probably not in existence anymore, but I think in Ireland, it was like the five pence coin was the same size and weight as a quarter, as a Canadian quarter, so I knew someone who brought back a bunch of 5P coins from Ireland, I think that's what it was, and, uh, and was using them in vending machines instead of quarters. I've heard of people, like, doing that on, like, uh, train, automatic, uh, bridge tolls in the States with Canadian oh, really? quarters. Oh, Ah.
0: Uh, hmm. Which is also, like, they got mad. Like, some, then they went to, like, one where there was a person, and they were like, we've been using Canadian quarters the whole time, and they got mad. So. Hmm. I don't know.
1: I wonder what percentage... So, if you're an owner of a vending machine... I wonder if that's something you factor into your profit margins, that people are going to, like, use the wrong change or, like, scam you and you're going to lose money that way.
0: Probably not. Generally, people who come up with profit margins, things, um, miss out on a lot of things.
1: Really? Well, well, like,
0: everywhere I've ever worked, they always, like, will buy a cheaper product, not accounting labor, into how much it yeah.
1: costs. I think that's, uh, there are definitely some, like, bosses or managers, I think, that are or owners that are, like, short-sighted in that way, for sure.
0: Almost all of them are short-sighted. They don't do accounting over three years, they do accounting over, like, two months.
1: Ah, but see, I think this is... Now, I've got a follow-up question for this one, but, like, I think that is a certain type of owner that does that, but I think there are also owners who are very, uh, like shrewd and, like, long-sighted as well. I think that's probably why I think most people would agree a quality that makes a good entrepreneur is that it's important to be able to see the short-term profits but also, like, long-term. And, like, things like uh, if, I, if I get a cheaper product here, is that going to affect, like, word of mouth or, like, my retention of clients and stuff like that? So I agree. I think a lot of people don't think about that. But do you think that the type of boss or or owner that you're talking about is in a particular industry? I think they probably exist in all. they have basically
0: worked in every like industry that I can think
1: of. Oh, you know, I'm curious. Because, to me, you're a real man of mystery. So, would you mind telling me and, uh, I guess, the listeners a bit about your your work history? Wow.
0: Oh, landscaping and gardening stuff? um, Video editing. Oh. Uh, I guess I'm a professional musician.
1: Yeah, you sure are.
0: Um, But Mostly, I like to call myself the world's greatest line cook. I don't have to take my work home. That's a very big
1: benefit of work like that, yeah. Yeah, that's a big thing for sure. I guess I
0: also taught uh, music lessons for a long time. That was terrible nothing worse than people who shouldn't be taking music lessons and their parents.
1: And their parents. <laughs> um, <laughs> Please tell me. what I would
0: love literally if I was a te- like I would love if, if you, in society, if you're allowed as a teacher to anyone be say, I'm sorry, but your child has no aptitude or maybe does but is not willing to apply themselves in this area. Maybe you should listen to your kid and find out what they like and push them in a better direction
1: do you think you couldn't say that as a music teacher if you were like a guitar teacher do you think you could be like uh listen mrs jones uh little timmy here we had a lot of he's really, really on, not though, uh mrs
0: jones so oh. that, in that state in that situation i was allowed to um and that was i joked uh, anyway go ahead
1: I have a story related to that that I think I'm not going to tell. Okay. It's not, it's not about me, but it's about someone I know. Um, so, you were able to say this to Timmy? Like, listen, buddy, you're not cut out for the guitar. Were you teaching guitar or piano? Or were you guitar, teaching? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have a friend who taught drums. I think you know him. <laughs> and uh, I
0: think he's been on the show. I,
1: <laughs> I think maybe he's been a guest of yours, but he used to teach drums, and he said, like, I think this is probably true of any teaching, really, but, like, he said, like, sometimes it was awesome when I would get, like, a 12-year-old, and he would just come sit down and just be, like, and just, like, play awesome stuff, because he was, like, super into it, and then he said, like, some kids were just, like, no rhythm, no beat, and, like, super awkward, and it was, like, how do you tell their parents, like, and I guess you're like the business owner of the music school <laughs> doesn't want you to be like, hey, your kid should stop taking drum
0: lessons. You know, see, also, I, I when I was teaching, yeah, I, I was a subcontractor from the music school that shall not be named. Oh, the um, like, same one? Yeah. Uh, not, not the same one. Different one. Oh, but, just like another they one. They're making sure a lot more name. money than I was per lesson. Let's just say that, and uh, you shouldn't take your kids to those places. Yeah. If you are in the know of someone who knows how to do something pay someone privately on the side anyway but they tried to fire me because like there was a winter storm and the bus just didn't come and I had to take the bus to get to work Mm. so I'm like 20 minutes late whatever and then like they sent the kid away to like hide while they lectured me and like I got, it and I was like, but I can see the kid is over there. Like, could have got like a ten minute lesson, and then like refunded anyway. Like, you're just being the weird adults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really. Right. Like, like, I mean,
1: if people, if he's I'm here to be taught, like, let me teach him a little bit, and like lecture me later.
0: <laughs> office people yeah. are really weird. That's what I've learned in my life. Um, I've never worked like, in an office. Well, like their jobs are just like responding to emails and like doing paperwork, and they like and they, they, they act like children with some kind of power because they're sad. I don't yeah. know what it is, but they odd me out. And I, mean, I don't, Anyway, I like working with my hands. I like doing something productive, actually, that I can see I did something. But yeah. anyway, the point of the story was they tried to fire me, but then they looked at my numbers and I had the highest um, rate of students oh. staying on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I didn't follow their lesson plan, which sucks Because <laughs> no kid... Who plays guitar hero, wants to learn row, row, row your bull yeah, yeah. on the on the sixth string, or I mean on the first string, the E string and the B string, and like pluck it boringly. So yeah. I was like, hey, here's like this really easy Tom Petty song. Learn the chords. It's two chords. This will help you learn how to move from a G to a D. I gave someone the learn same how advice. To play the guitar.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think it's it's something to be said for being interested in what you're learning, for sure, whether it's on a musical instrument or, like, any uh, any other situation. And and working with your hands and has, being able to see that finished product, I think, is really motivating. It's satisfying and motivating, I think.
0: Well, it's nice to know you did something. Or also the muscle memory, like, cause yeah. especially when learning instruments or even, like, building something. Or you, like, you start off and you're like, ah, I screwed up. And all of a sudden you're not screwing up. Yeah. All of a sudden your body just does it.
1: And I think there's like a level of uh, like efficiency I guess that comes out of that. Or like well I guess through repetition your body learns probably the best way to be most efficient. Or like most comfortable I guess. Whatever the best thing is for that scenario. And
0: sometimes it's not the same for every person. True. Like I have a specific way that I play instruments. Or that I cook food. Or that I build that I figured out on the side as with the help of the tricks that people taught me.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think there's a lot to be said for learning from uh, a variety of people, too. Like, I'm sure you're a great guitar teacher for uh, these Guitar Hero kids.
0: No, I was but terrible.
1: <laughs> <that>. <laughs> but I think, so, like, if they're learning from you, like, and a friend of theirs, like, and someone else, I think that creates, uh, like... A much richer experience.
0: Having, and I, no, no. Pardon. Having someone to learn with is a huge benefit. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Like especially like something like say you want to learn a language, <clears throat> it's really hard to learn a language without someone to talk to.
1: I was thinking this earlier today.
0: Yeah, it's also easier to play guitar if you got a jam buddy.
1: Yeah, I think because I, well, I have some ideas why, but why do you think it's easier? I totally agree. Um, Maybe
0: "easier" is the wrong word, but it's it's more. It's I don't know. It's well for languages, certainly it's easier because like a huge, especially if someone knows a bit more than you. Because a huge part of language is in written down. It's not in textbooks. Oh, definitely. It's oral tradition. Um, Yeah, and also guitar, music instruments are like that a lot too. But like the enthusiasm of sharing something with someone. An experience with someone makes everything better. As much of a loner as I am, like I don't have any exciting stories about how I sat at home and read a book. I don't tell people those stories.
1: <laughs> Sometimes know, I like,
0: do. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, if they ask me what I did, but like, if someone's like, if I have an exciting story, it's like you wouldn't put like if it comes up yeah, in like, yeah. conversation, like me and Matt, we were like, we were out there. Like, we went on a canoe trip, and we were like, let's build a raft, and, like, we started building a raft, and, like, or, I don't know, I mean, this actually happened, and then the raft sunk, and, but well, we swam so it was fine. I know, but we like, had a good time building it. But, like, I wouldn't just build a raft for myself when I didn't need one, because there was a perfectly usable boat right there, you know? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I think there's, like, having someone else with you in language and music and building rafts, <laughs> I think that it... I think it's a combination of things, and, like, there's certainly, like, a confluence of creativity that's useful, but I think also, like, just having someone else there to kind of motivate you, where I might, like, start with an idea and be like, oh, yeah, and, like, tinker with it for a bit, and then be like, eh, not worth it. If there's another person with me, they'll be like, oh, yeah, no, like, keep doing this, or, like, try this, and, like, and and those extra ideas and stuff, I think... (coughs) Are, I don't know is that what people call synergy?
0: Synergy is two things joined together to make something whole maybe I don't know, I don't know. two things working together that's what it is I think for a greater good
1: yeah
0: or a greater cause maybe good isn't the right thing
1: yeah or like, fun, a like building a raft or uh, having a jam <laughs> mhm
0: it's funny like I, my last album which I wouldn't have made at all if I hadn't just ran into someone <laughs> talk to them a couple times and then being like hey you should record an album with me I'll do it for you I mean it costs money but like not that much and I was like okay wouldn't have done it I got literally knocked the Waylon Jennings off the folk chart with this album I wouldn't have done it unless someone had been like come on just, look, just like let me do this with you and I was like okay so was it uh sorry I just said people are important
1: Oh, there's no doubt about that. And with this uh, example of this album, would you say it was a situation where it was like, ah, like, let me sleep on it. Or like, yeah, okay, I'll think about it a bit. Or was it like, like, instantaneous? Kind of like, you know, yeah, yeah, let's record an album.
0: Uh, My personality is literally, if someone says, let's do this, I'll be like, all right, let's do it. I mean, aside (laughs) from like something horrific as long as no one's getting hurt I'm like okay let's do it hmm. like I'll just try anything And if you can always just say no halfway through or record it. or like two minutes into it and be like I changed my mind you can always change your mind I guess that's true if something as benign as hey you want to record an album
1: yeah that's true <laughs> fiddle around a bit if it's not working out yeah, <laughs> if I run out of cash
0: whatever hmm Like all, like people make all these like excuses for not achieving like really simple goals. All you have to do is say yes to the right person, who like, not even Mm. gonna say lights a fire under you, who just like kind of like bothers you here and there, and you're like, just having a mild obligation to society and being like, well, I promised them.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you said earlier like people are important, and I really agree, and I think something I've recognized recently is that uh the group of friends that I have are all like r- really supportive people and like really open and and friendly and like giving and outgoing and stuff and I think that maybe this relates to uh, people being weird in offices too but I think that like the the and this is also probably an observation I think a lot of other people have made but I think the people that you surround yourself with make such a huge difference in like who who I am as a person, or like risks that I'm willing to take, mm-hmm. or uh, projects that I'm willing to try because of encouragement from people around me who are like this person who said let's record an album, or people who are like oh let's uh, I don't know let's build a sauna, <laughs> something like that. Like, and so yeah, it's definitely. It's motivation, and people are important in that.
0: I like that you said "sound" properly.
1: I consciously thought about it.
0: <laughs> um, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Actually, there's some it's like you literally become when you spend time subconsciously. And there's like some quote on the internet I read on this that was like, "Before you think you're depressed, just make sure you're not surrounded by assholes." Um, <laughs>
1: That's good advice. So, That's good advice.
0: Um, I—I've had a lot of people that I spend a lot of time points in my life and they were always like being negative about my ideas and I was like okay but I went and did them with other people who would think they were fine also yeah your group of friends is sometimes actually maybe to a point of a fault where I can't get anything done (laughs) because everyone's so encouraging
1: there's too much creativity (laughs) too much encouragement
0: you might need like a little dose of negative Nancy in there
1: Yeah, that's true. I think you know. I I think I think there's a time and a place for like, and I think the thing is, it's not even negativity necessarily. It's it's like criticism in a constructive way, or like a reality check of sorts. And I think things like that, uh, uh, although they can rein in optimism, I guess. I think uh, I think they're not necessarily a negative thing. I think they can exist in a positive way. Well, you've ever, like, you, okay, here's a weird example
0: of, like, the difference between certain people, or, like, or, or not certain people, but I mean, like, qualities, ways of thinking, maybe. Um, mm. So you're in a car with your negative friend, and you get a flat tire, and then, like, everything, then there's, like, they start steamrolling, or snowballing, or whatever, snowballing's the term, snowballing, like how everything after this is just going to get periodically and periodically worse yeah yeah when you're with a positive person they're like well we got like we got like six beers in the trunk and we have a spare tire let's just have a beer and change the tire
1: I think uh, this is a bad analogy no 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 it makes a lot of sense and I think that like it's it's a perspective thing right And as, I don't remember the phrase you used exactly, but like your, uh, I don't know, like way of thinking or like ways of being, but like that negativity and it can be easy to do that. I think, I don't know, I think like society in a way kind of encourages that attitude. But if you have a, a, if you take a different view on it, I think, and you know, yeah, we got beers in the trunk. It's been a while since I changed a tire. We got time, you know no big deal and so I think it's that sort of attitude that is kind of like what helps people grow from those experiences and I think it's a conscious decision in some situations like I can choose to be in a situation and be like ah this is terrible like ah this has ruined my day blah 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 and snowball from there uh, but like what good is that going to do me it's not going to make my day any better it's not going to fix my flat tire yeah. and I think in some ways, that's kind of like uh, like an intrinsic, natural reaction. But I, in many ways, I think it's a conscious reaction that's like practiced or like exercised or taught. You know. Or taught, yeah, learned and and practiced. Yeah, for sure.
0: Like people who get mad at broken plates. Like, are you literally going to sit there mourning? Like, so you're gonna yell at someone because they dropped a plate and it broke? Are you telling me in like two weeks you're going to be mourning that plate still? <laughs> that was my most favorite plate I don't think I can ever eat again and that's how I think negative people live their lives well, I
1: think that's another thing related to perspective is like uh, uh, what can you say not not qualifying but I kind of like evaluating the scale of the tragedy that you're experiencing right like a broken plate okay that's one thing a flat tire maybe that's a little bigger I don't know money troubles or something like that like that's a a larger scale problem we've all had those but oh yeah those can be crushing deep dead blues I'll tell ya
0: (laughs) that's why it's important to have friends with money
1: Mm -hmm. but so I think like that's a, a big part of the negative point of view is that like I find people with a negative point of view tend not to like put things into perspective or to scale and like everything is a problem and everything is like oh my god this is the worst thing ever
0: And I also find the scale can shift too far the other way, which annoys me sometimes.
1: What, like there's no problem?
0: We're the point that they won't even solve the problem because they're too optimistic.
1: Well, yeah, but that's... uh, Maybe
0: optimism isn't even the right word when you're just blind to reality. Yeah, that's like avoidance. Yeah. That's a whole other thing. Another negative. There's actually all... Right, we all learned about the circle. You go too far to the left, you're... And then you're back. Oh, I don't know
1: about this circle. What's the circle?
0: Well, like, extreme capitalism is essentially communism. And oh extreme yeah,
1: yeah. Communism is essentially yeah. capitalism, or something like hmm.
0: that. I don't know. I mostly just take people at face value.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I think I've found that uh, this thought's probably going to sound pretty pretentious or arrogant. I think. but I think I've something I've realized related to like surrounding oneself with positive people or like supportive people I've kind of realized that as far as taking people at face value I'll tend to have a conversation with someone for a while I don't know a few minutes and if they're if they're having like a negative sort of perspective or like if I don't feel they really have anything valuable to say, I'll just kind of shift the conversation and like, uh, not really talk with them anymore. Talk to someone else instead or, and, or like not, uh, not spend time with people that I find have attitudes like that. Yeah. Bringing me down. I don't call
0: them out. I just ghost them.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Kind of.
0: I just stick to pure manners. When I go pure manners, that means I don't Going to be mad at you or use that energy, or like, I, I'm not going to try and revenge or hurt my feet or hurt your feelings or be you naked. Know, I'm just going to be like, I'll just leave, I'm it, just going leave to be it for a what a it is. In, Libra.
1: Uh, yeah, Libra. I don't know much about uh, astrology and the, the attributes.
0: Um, I know a whole bunch about it, but it's more fun to make jokes about it than it is to talk about <laughs> it. Uh.
1: You know, so do you think, um, if we were in a society where it was not impolite to, as you said, like, call someone out on their negativity, like, do you think there's something to be said for, if I am in one of these conversations I'm describing and I notice, like, oh man, this person's got kind of a negative outlook, do you think it's appropriate to be like, I don't know, like... Kind and gentle about it, but like, hey, you know, I noticed. Uh, it seems like you you're kind of negative about some things, and like, did you ever think about this? Or like, did you ever consider it from this view? Um, Do
0: you
1: think that's acceptable?
0: It's acceptable, absolutely, if you can find want. If you want to navigate that chaos, but I don't think they're going to change their mind, and they're probably going to resent you for proving them wrong. <laughs> yeah, ah,
1: this asshole, eh? Uh. But I think that's another thing, too, is, like, I find people with those sort of outlooks tend to be at least kind of stuck in their ways, but at most, like, aware of it and don't want to change. Or, like, aren't willing to put in the effort to to change their view.
0: Like people who say, that's just how I am? Yeah, I if guess so, yeah. I, if I, like, if I and I do this all the time I accidentally hurt people all the time and I literally realize it as soon as it comes out of my yeah. head and then I'm just like so Canadian or like <laughs> the, the stories are flying Oh, sorry. and like I shouldn't have said that and like but also I have like the reason I'm like isn't some I'm consuming so much social media all the time I love social media I'm consuming all sorts of media movies like songs, everything. So, sometimes things pop into my brain, and I'll say things to someone I'm talking to because it relates to subject matter, and it wasn't my thought. Oh, yeah. It was something I consumed that day or two days before, and I'm not excusing myself. That's why I apologize. Right. But... Your thoughts aren't always your own, so sometimes you have to be yeah. very careful about what pops in your brain because sometimes it literally is just a synapse firing yeah. to remind you of like it's a connection like bird like I say this, you say
1: that, word game, you know? Yeah. Hmm.
0: I don't know if I'm very good at clarifying my thoughts. Is really what I'm with words is what I'm trying to say.
1: No, I, I think, think I know what you mean. And that there are like it's in some cases it's almost like an involuntary response. Like it just it, the words come out without thinking about it. There's in a lot some ways, of,
0: like like saying sorry when you bump. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really sorry <laughs> half the time. Yeah. It just happen to like, but that's like. That's, I got
1: like, in the habit of saying like, oh like, uh, excuse me or like, pardon me.
0: <laughs> I. Because you yeah, you're right. I'm
1: not sorry really.
0: You know who I actually? Because my family, we always said like when someone like. Like didn't hear you, or like if you if they didn't hear you, they say what? Oh yeah. And then, like, and then like I'm a kid and I'm hanging out with Rajpur and like Radford always said pardon.
1: Oh yes, his parents taught
0: him well. Yeah. So <laughs> pardon I, me. I, when I was a kid, I was like, who is this? Polite? Like, what is he English? Turns what is he like, having he, tea with kinda, the Queen? He kind of was. He, <laughs> <laughs> he does have a lot of. He's like literally second generation Englishman. Yeah. Um, so, yeah.
1: Ironside.
0: So, I was like, um, this is stupid when I was a kid, like, why can't you be like my Nevada family came up and just... Is that came,
1: where your family's from?
0: Well, like, ages ago, well, one side. Okay, but like, ages ago, it came up from Nevada. The others like, were still British hanging out Nevada in Finland is. in their soundness. Yeah, in their soundness. Right. But, like, and then all of a sudden, like, this year or, like, two years ago, I just started saying pardon. I was like, Matt is much more respectful than I am. <laughs> I'm going to say pardon. Well,
1: and I think it, it and, sounds and nice it, hooked,
0: it does, I'm hooked on it
1: mm. It's classy
0: But pardon is classy But if you say pardon me Then you're being an asshole <laughs> Well if you say it with the
1: accent <laughs> yes. then you're Oh
0: pardon me Just in a regular
1: conversation <laughs> Pardon me
0: yeah. Uh. yeah British people really Perfected the kiss on the mouth Stab in the back things like, I said, good day. Good day.
1: Kiss, uh, what? Kiss on the mouth, stab in the back? Yeah. I've never heard that.
0: Uh, it's from a Russian novel. I stole it. Dostoevsky.
1: Oh, man. You know what? Um, I started reading... Who's... Uh... Oh, man. This is going to be a crap story. Uh, he writes about... It's from this guy's perspective... He just kind of like lives in this hovel and he's like the super negative guy. I guess like a nihilist type of character. And then uh, I stopped reading it because. Oh, the idiot.
0: No, nihilist. Never mind. He lives in a hovel, nihilist.
1: Uh, I don't know. Russian novel. Yeah, bad story. Maybe Crime Dostoevsky. And no, it wasn't Common Punishment. It was, I don't think so. The devil. Um, who's the other uh, big Russian guy? Tolstoy. Tolstoy, yeah, it was Dostoevsky, I think, that I was reading. That doesn't yeah. sound like a Whose uh, Brothers Karamazov is Dostoevsky, right? That's my favorite That's one. another one I started reading but didn't finish.
0: Well, it's a big book. It's actually two novels, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty... It's actually... That's where the line is from. Oh, the from one that I said. Kiss
1: on the Mouth, Stab in the Back? That's from so Brothers Karamazov. What's, what's the context?
0: Well, there's one brother who is basically this wild wild man who's actually what a great character falls in love, destroys his family because of the love. Uh, one's a priest, um,
1: they're twins. I heard, yeah, I remember parts of that. And yeah.
0: their father dies somehow because of the actions of the other brother. It's been a long time since I read it. Is it there are five like, you said? It's like I can if I could pick <laughs> uh, I can't say this on the air, but I, I have, like, a pair of friends <laughs> that I could name oh, uh, who are who, like, fit uh, these who characters? Who are them, who, <laughs> like, they don't really hang out anymore, but they, them together would be the main, the brothers camera yeah. yeah,
1: who's the Ross, and who's the, the Rachel, and the Chandler? <laughs> well,
0: don't you like okay, this is one of my favorite games good segue um, one of my favorite games to play at, like, at work or, um in friend groups, just anywhere. Um, if this situation, like say we're like five people hanging out at yeah, the beach yeah. or like five people at work who work together consistently, five to five days a week, whatever. If this were a movie, who which characters would play us? Yeah, okay. It's like my favorite game ever. Like, which celebrity would play you? But specifically to the situation relating to other characters, like the. the oh uh, yeah, yeah, right? yeah! It
1: can't just be one character for a movie. You it's got to be like an interconnected cast. Like. Yeah,
0: like a. Okay an ensemble. Right, right.
1: Is it go. only movies, or is it like other literature and stuff as well? I've, well,
0: the problem with playing w- it with literature is a lot of people don't actually read books, and if they do, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Or um, But like, I guess if you're hanging with, with a bunch of, like, woke girls, you can say, like, which Emily Bronte character are you, but like... I've
1: never read any Emily Bronte. Well,
0: all the Brontes are good.
1: Charlotte Bronte is that the other? Is there a third? There's three how many sisters
0: yeah. and then the brother? Oh, who's the brother? Um, I don't know his name. No one cares. Mm. He
1: would.
0: He was a writer as well, though. Uh, no, but he used to come up with the scheme of the towns. For oh, them. like so they, for their settings. He would like, "This is how the town is shaped," like, and then they would write it and describe oh, it. Oh, that's pretty cool. So they, I think, they were just like, maybe they. It seemed like that they had a nice family. Um, thing, and, or maybe their father just wanted everyone to be writing books or something. I'll bet you
1: they said, pardon me.
0: <laughs> pardon me.
1: Well, they were, you know, that's an interesting thing, because that would have been, like, 19th century, right? 1800s? Uh,
0: the Gothic era, I don't know when that was, by days
1: I think it's interesting to consider that there, I guess, like, were societies, and probably still are, where it's, where there are wealthy classes where basically like your kids don't go to school they have all private tutors who come to the family estate and tutor them yeah. and then you just have them like become music and literature prodigies and stuff and have a family of four kids that all write novels
0: I guess so and play the piano and like do these weird dances and also know how to sue
1: but that's also I think perhaps a, a
0: doctors made house calls
1: Oh, those were the days. <laughs> I think that's a, that's maybe an argument in support of funding the arts. Like, there's so much arts funding that has been cut, I think, probably, like, worldwide in many countries, but, like, I think Canada, over the last 10 or 20 years, has cut funding for arts pretty heavily, hasn't it? I guess, federally? Yeah.
0: People think the arts aren't necessary and are worthless jobs. That's
1: a, that's a short-sighted owner move, my friend.
0: Uh, also, they don't realize how much arts they consume all the time.
1: I think that's one thing, is that, like, art is so... I don't know what's the word, like, superfluous in throughout our lives that we don't really it's consider not- that it is there. And like, so... It
0: I oh, I all I do is think about like my day would suck every day. Like, Without it, right? Like literally, the first thing I do in the morning is like make coffee, read a book, and then I play guitar or listen to music,
1: and then I watch a movie, like or I'm working on some yeah. kind of thing I'm doing. But like
0: at work, when I'm, there's no music playing, I am literally hating my day. Yeah, when it makes a difference. Playing, I'm, like, I'm yeah. uh, having a great time listening to music, doing a chore. Uh,
1: oh, I'll tell you what. Lady Gaga makes great house-cleaning music.
0: I don't doubt it. Actually, my favorite genre, according to my Spotify, is pop vocal divas. <laughs> really? <laughs> who are Who
1: are some other pop vocal divas you've been listening to? Oh,
0: like, I listen to... Well, Taylor, Taylor Swift. I'm in
1: the 1%. I haven't listened to Taylor, Taylor Swift in a long time. I listen
0: to Spotify. Um, but um, that's just because... Do you like King Miley Cyrus? I like Miley Cyrus. I love the uh, Malibu, the album. Yeah. Oh,
1: that, I've been listening to that one a lot lately. I actually, to
0: it on repeat for a while. That's a good
1: um, bike riding track too, or not just the a track. whole trackable album, album, is album is actually
0: good. Yeah. Unfortunately, the only track I don't like is the one that
1: Dolly. Parton oh, I was gonna say I love that one. I love the whole like phone call, voice message thing beforehand.
0: I know. I like that. Hey, um, Miley, I like it's me. I'm on my way to Dollywood. <laughs> She's like one of. The, Dolly's like the best songwriter that ever lived. Um, and I listen to Dolly a lot, actually. My I, favorite. I've Here never you come listened again to Dolly is my favorite album, One of my favorite Dolly albums, anyway. Um, I just like, I like, you know, like, I even like Ariana Grande, and like, I just like the fact that they're just like, boop doo and I'm like, yeah, I feel you.
1: I, well, there's something to be said for, uh, I don't know, man, positive attitudes, and it, like, it gets the endorphins flowing. it's, it's happy music
0: kind of is, even though they're always upset
1: but they're like empowering a little bit, I don't know I feel them, that's all it's relatable too I think that's the whole thing with well I mean that's pop music right, I think a big anchor of it is that it's relatable, Bruce Springsteen, he's singing the songs of the common man and then you got uh, Poison, belting it out in the late 80s for those guys framing houses, I can't stand Poison <laughs> oh man, there's a time and a place <laughs> <laughs> like when you're 20 years old Working in a wood shop
0: See I When I was 20 years old Working in a wood shop I listened to uh, The Hot Country Station Oh Because I wanted to live The stereotype ah. Of like The guys Like
1: building stuff Listening to country music Driving a truck Did you have a truck?
0: Yeah I um I actually have That's what I You wouldn't believe this <laughs> Maybe if I you would If to me Try me I like this This is actually the first episode where I'm talking more than the person who's on the show. Which oh, is that out. bad? I don't mind. No, that's I'm enjoying it. So We'll
1: have to do a double take.
0: So like every like little, I do go through like two or three year stages where I like pick a stereotype and that's who I'm going to be. And like so one time I watched just another example. I watched this Jeff Bridges movie. I forget what it was called, but he's like this like sad, drunk chain-smoking like club piano player oh that sounds and great and he like falls in love with this girl who we had a history with whatever and i was like i like that character i want to learn how to play the piano yeah i was like 25 or something
1: i can picture this so era of Kip.
0: then i learned how to play the piano and, and you I do it very a, well and then i got a gig um, at fourth bar Every, yeah. Every Thursday I was playing like jazz piano I was like I'm living this I'm living this stereotype yep. I did it for like I don't know four years And I was like well I Did that stereotype on to the next
1: So uh, Are you currently in the next stereotype Or what was the next one that followed that
0: I don't I think I got lost Oh. I think I got lost I haven't Just got going free form for, for a while
1: uh, I see yeah. that's alright you know, I think I realized that most people have kind of like an age where they it's like a certain style of clothing, certain hairstyle, you know, typically skater, when they're in like skater, the prime of their life, I guess, right? Yeah. And they kind of are, they're like, okay, this is it. I'm going with it. This is my style for the rest of my life. And I'm interested to see um, how like... How hipsters are gonna age and change And how their styles will be I would say As much as I tried to deny it for a long time I, I, My style was very hipster
0: mm-hmm. You look kind of like a grub I <laughs> a <What's> a grub <laughs> It's what they call Gen Z Before they started calling people hipsters or millennials They were upset Gen Z Or not Gen Z, Gen X Gen Z is, uh,
1: is that us? That's our generation?
0: No, we're millennials, Gen mm. Z is the the ones who were like building memes. Um so yeah. So Gen X they were called grups, like they were mad at Gen X because they were like still wearing like jeans and like cool t shirts and baseball caps like the nineties when they had kids and right. Had jobs. Right. So they called them grups. And grups. then they called hip they called us hipsters. And then they called us millennials. They're just like they just come up with names. You know, it doesn't really All of anything.
1: those names were for the same generation, you're saying?
0: Um, no. No. Grups are Gen we, X.
1: Okay, so the Grups were calling the hipsters hipsters. Now the grups are calling no. us
0: millennials? <laughs> I need a map. That, no, this. no. Now we're friends with now we're friends with the we're friends. millennials oh, are we, friends with the grups. Oh yeah, hipsters, we're hipster is we're, we're bonding together anymore. against the baby boomers. People don't even <laughs> talk talk about hipsters anymore. Like hipster is gone.
1: Oh, it's mainstream now. It's just yeah. It doesn't
0: matter. I don't even... All I know is, like, if you're an adult, I'm going to treat you like an adult. I don't mean this in, like... In,
1: <laughs> what do you mean?
0: <laughs> I mean that if you're an adult, you're an adult, and I'll talk to you like an adult, and that's it. I don't really care.
1: Yeah, I don't care.
0: Once you're over 25, you're an adult. It's all the same. And... Anything from twenty five to death, you're an adult. No judgment.
1: No judgment.
0: I'm sure uh, as hell gonna judge you if you're under twenty five though. What are these <laughs> kids doing?
1: It? Yeah, I remember back when I was their age.
0: Back when I was their age, I had to <laughs> I call fix them. my own washing machine. <laughs> my own washing machine. I didn't have to. I just did it anyway.
1: Uh. So, speaking of complaints about generations, you mentioned fixing your washing machine earlier. You've had a lot of different uh, vocations or areas of employment, so I would assume that you're a, a fairly handy man. We know you can cook, you can do some uh, DIY housework maintenance kind of stuff. Uh, and I would say I'm the same way. And I am that way because my dad, when I was younger, when he would be, like, fixing the sink or whatever, it would be like, oh, come uh, come, hold the flashlight over oh here God. and, like, come watch me do this and that sort of thing. I was into it, I think, at the time. But now, when I look back on it, when I'm, like, I don't know, doing some monotonous maintenance in my house, I'm like, ugh. Oh, I'm glad that I have this skill and don't have to, like, call someone to come and do it for me. And I think that the younger generations oh, perhaps God, you haven't... Oh, yeah, I said it. I, I brought that out I think that some of the y- people not all but I think a lot of people in the younger generations maybe didn't have the dad who was telling them hold this flashlight and watch and, and this is how this tool works kind of thing and so that, like that learning and that knowledge maybe kind of didn't get passed on in the same way to people younger than us the way that it did to us from our parents or from mentors or people that we knew you know that kind of thing
0: I hated holding the flashlight. Really? <laughs> Why? Because it was literally like get yelled at for not holding the flashlight right. You just
1: gotta get the right angle.
0: angle. Yeah, but I get bored. <laughs> um, and also, I and think our friend would say the same thing. Also, my my father, particularly in this example, didn't know how to do anything properly. <laughs> that makes
1: split. a difference too. So I was holding the
0: flashlight, <laughs> for someone was just screw everything up. What for are like you doing? you hours. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then would he have to like eventually call a plumber or something to fix it? And then
0: like the worst part is eventually I learned how to do these things on my own. Yeah. And then he'd try and come and correct me and be like, This is actually what I'm getting paid to do at work eight hours a day. Yeah, yeah. And he'd be like, No, I know better. I'm <laughs> like, I like the flashlight. I know you don't. <laughs> 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 also now we can just Google and watch a video and then fix it.
1: True. So that's a good point. While the gen- while the while the knowledge may not be passed on in the same way, it's still accessible. I guess.
0: Actually, there's still tools available. It's really funny because we live in the age of information. Yeah. Like I used to carry a. This has happened on other. I bring this up all the time. I used to carry a dictionary in my backpack all the time.
1: Like a, How big? Like, like a fucking sized dictionary. Oh yeah. Like
0: Oxford hardcover though. Oxford. Hardcover. Yeah. I'm not a Webster's man. Uh mirror. I want that English spelling. It's <laughs> um, the true way to spell things. A purist. I'm a purist when it comes to. It. I bet you
1: use semicolons all the time.
0: Only when I need a long pause. Mm. Um, but okay. so, what was I going at? I like. So are you? Used I to like to know. I like to know things. Yeah. So if I don't know something, I would look it up. Now we live in the age. Inter- so I still have this habit, but I have a phone. Yeah. So I just look it up. Everything I don't know, I look up immediately Yeah. So I've turned into be this annoying person who knows the definition of things. Yeah. But isn't necessarily skilled at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a difference. Like you know
1: how it's done in theory, but couldn't necessarily do it. Kind of thing. Yeah. Like
0: I can play the violin poorly. Yeah. I know how you're supposed to play it well. Yeah. But I can't. I mean, I can kind I can do like the, it doesn't matter, but I'm not going to tell someone how to do things is what I'm trying to get at. Even though I have read how you're supposed to do it, it doesn't mean I can help someone do it. (laughs) And even if I know how to do something, I only know how to do it regarding me. Like, yeah and I'm bringing this back as an example like teaching guitar lessons like so when you hold the guitar I just have to have one right here well how like when you teach classical guitar this happens to be classical guitar you're supposed to not have your thumb up here right? right because this is how they taught you but like you can literally put your thumb wherever it's comfortable and play the guitar this is good like you're the whole point of everything is someone else well this is why I love art someone else can do it a different way mm-hmm. and it's still art and it's still pretty it doesn't have to be done like the way you do it it's not like math or mechanics or like even mechanics actually you can like figure out a new way to change things as soon as you learn that like lose the creative way to improve on something you i don't know you become a machine um Hmm. I, hate that I really hate that expression, if it ain't broke, <laughs> don't fix it. If it <laughs> ain't broke, improve it. Like, why would you spend your life just being happy with the way things are?
1: Yeah, y- well, okay. So you've just hit on something that I thought about or learned about a few years ago. And I guess it's... Uh, when I was thinking about it, it became very metaphorical, I guess. But I had a house, a small house in St James. I really liked it, the Leisure Barn.
0: I don't know if you were there. I never went to
1: the Leisure Barn. No. It was nice. It was a nice little chill place. I mean,
0: I knew you before the Leisure Barn, but I never really hung out in your places until no. you were mostly.
1: There were hammocks. I had, <laughs> I had hammocks that hung on either side of the TV, so you could hang out in hammocks and watch some James Bond movies. Well,
0: James Bond, classic. Okay, I'm interrupting you. I'm just, I have a story with James Bond that I shouldn't share on the radio,
1: but go ahead. Oh, all right. We'll we'll save that one for later. <laughs> I'll shall tell it after. We Off play record. Story. <laughs> so uh, anyway, I had this house. I enjoyed it. I think I lived there for like four or five years, and then. Uh, I was getting ready to sell it, and I so I gave it a paint job outside and inside. I like, I added a bunch of trim, I fixed all the stuff that was like not, uh, you know, it worked well enough, but wasn't enough of a bother for me to ever like fix or improve. And so, in the span of like two or three weeks, I like totally improved this house, got it ready to sell, and then I was sitting there and I was like, Huh, this is a really nice place And for like the week that I lived there After it was all totally fixed up Mm -hmm. It was so nice And then I started thinking like What a What a Far-reaching metaphor That like so often in life We just Are content with status quo, right And sometimes We're unaware of areas that we could improve But oftentimes We're aware of things like that we can identify that, like, oh, I could do this better, or I could change this, you know, but, ah, too much work, or I don't want to put in the effort, or I don't have the time, whatever the excuse might be, and I thought it was an interesting, uh, I don't know, epiphany for me, I guess, to, to have that, like, concrete example where I can, like, physically enjoy it, and then take that away from it, and, uh, I don't know if I would say I've really, implemented that idea in my life that though like as far as (laughs) improving things I know I can improve
0: one of my favorite things to say and I don't remember where I read it but almost dying changes nothing
1: almost dying changes nothing you don't think so? I feel like there are so many people who have like a, a near death experience and like you know, it's life changing and they, I don't know, change their outlook change their habits oh and no,
0: they, they just do that to the outside world
1: oh, that's very interesting, so what do you mean by that?
0: I mean I know people who almost dying change, like, have like acted like they've changed, but really what they're doing is they found out that they can milk pity
1: ah, interesting so can you give an example of like how how would someone pre- pretending that their life had changed or their outlook had changed, uh, how would that milk pity?
0: Well, they'll act like they're still like... Okay, so... I don't know if you're like me. But if I was down and out for the count for a little bit, maybe I have a, a pride issue. I don't know. But, like, I'm out. I, I actually really don't like people's help unless and this is probably to do with my upbringing i think that it's going to come back to me later like they're going to use it against me
1: okay yeah or like expect something in return but like it. some
0: people don't really have a lot like a huge like net around them like like i do so all of a sudden they they're like their life sort of falls apart and then they like suddenly people are like cuz people generally want to help people like i believe all people most know I believe a lot of people are good and they want to help people so they realize all of a sudden that when they're down and out people are there for them Mm. and they keep the masquerade of being down and out uh, to get attention
1: yeah I I understand what you mean now definitely and that's
0: but I mean if you're a strong individual if you're down on and out of your luck, you I I know are. So you're down <laughs> and out Well, I can't oh, wow. Wop, wop.
1: So like if you're down yeah. on your luck.
0: You ask your friends for help. They can help obviously they're good friends. I know them. I'm friends with them too. And they're gonna come around, they're gonna give you aid. And then and because also you will help them later in the future or have already in the past, but it doesn't matter, it's not a debt. Right, yeah. Some people use aid as debt mm-hmm. when it shouldn't be.
1: Yeah, I think that's an unfortunate uh, way to approach things. So why do you think a person would be inclined to hold aid or support like that as debt? Uh, like, what's what's the benefit to that person who was giving the Well, the there aid is no stuff?
0: benefit because all you garner is resentment. But people, uh, there are people who like to try to retain power and control.
1: Yeah, yeah, like in the, in the relationship dynamic.
0: Or even, say, in the president dynamic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So people, some people only do good deeds if they think they'll receive something from it. Yeah. And those people really hate the term, there's no such thing as... No. Well,
1: yeah, the whole argument about altruism.
0: See, altruism does exist. That's what the idiot's about. We just came right back around to Dostoevsky, and we're out of time, so that's perfect.
1: Nice. <laughs> it's been a pleasure chatting with you.
0: <laughs> that was fun, actually. That was, like, one of the most... Um, a lot of A lot of things talked about. Covered a lot of ground. Nothing solves. That's all. Okay. Prague rock sucks. Imagine if you sat around a <laughs> campfire and you were like, "I'm just gonna play some Prague rock to y'all. Let's enjoy this time together." You totally lost the whole meaning of music. So I prefer carnations to roses because they last longer. Carnations, pardon. Uh. And also, I just want to tell you that um orange don't ever get your girlfriend orange flowers because it means I'm I'm your enemy and I'm going to kill you later
1: ah uh-huh. <laughs> it's a real uh, kiss on the mouth stab in the back move
0: and also <laughs> the f- first roses I ever got or not roses flowers I ever got like the girl I was seeing were tiger lilies and that ended terribly just right in fact so there you go that was my friend I'm Kip Kouquet and we had a chat enjoy the rest of your day hope it's a good one or